Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are kerplunked from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Transformed to be identical with Sebastian. And I go, mm. I'm wearing your Gucci shirt. You gotta switch it up when you go out sometimes, especially for a new place. You gotta try out those new personas. Are you switching personas? Swag, 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 swag. I'm sad. I'm so sad. going to? What does it function as? An in? An in? An in? A fucking raven? Are you fucking? What a goddamn reach! A fucking raven? 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 The raven.
being a patron gets you more than just hours upon hours of exclusive bonus content. You can also suggest random ideas to me, and I will 9 times out of 10 spend my entire morning writing absolute bangers like the one you just heard. On top of that, we are almost 20 patrons away from Vince throwing on some incredibly short shorts and filming a D&D themed workout series called Sweat with Jet. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our casting crew. While you're at it, join our community Discord, home of the greatest community this side of the TTRPG world. Over on our Discord, we host live listening parties with all of us for every single cast party episode, community-driven game nights, live streams, hangouts, and so much more. Patreon.com slash cast party. We hope to see you there. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my hollow cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician who has broken a guitar on stage before. He thought it would be super cool to swing it over his head and smash it on the ground during the finale at their biggest show they've ever played. Uh, who am I kidding? He tripped walking off stage after their set and fell right on top of it, snapping it right in half but it was technically on stage, so... I had a feeling that was the direction that was going. <laughs> <laughs> Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, elven druid actress who was homeschooled and set-schooled her entire life, so she did make some friends on set, but it usually didn't last very long once the project ended, so... For a while, when she was young, she tried to ask other kids to come over and play, but they had their own friends from school to play with until her mid-teens when she became far more successful and thus popular. She really struggled to find friends to play with. If only she had the website startplaying.games where you can sign up to play TTRPGs with professional game masters or even host your own game and get paid to run it, which is pretty sick. And Cast Party listeners can click the link in the description to get $10 off a game. That's startplaying.games. Thanks for sponsoring the show. That was so I, I love that oh like God. these aren't even, like, we're not asking Anna to do these. No. She's <laughs> like, I don't want to do an intro. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm doing an ad. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Deacon. How beeth thee, Xander Gucci Supreme, uh, who begrudgingly went to his senior prom with his sister. Damn. I can't remember if I mentioned it before, but his sister was adopted and they grew up together as more like friends than like siblings. Xander, then Alex, was planning on going on a Bigfoot hunt with a group of sketchy folks on that night. Um, he met them at the gas station and his sister, she ended up getting canceled on by her date last minute. So Xander slash Alex was like, okay, yeah, I'll go, but you owe me a Bigfoot. And then she kicked him and was like, is that big enough? And then <laughs> turned out that the reason the date canceled was so that he could go on the damn Bigfoot hunt with those guys and he was never seen again. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just happy we got more Xander lore. I don't think we ever knew that Xander's sister was adopted. I couldn't remember if he'd mentioned it because I, I think I've only talked about her like maybe twice before. I think it was once or twice because we got the note and then I think you mentioned her one other time too, but I don't think yeah. we ever knew that she was adopted. That's interesting. Vince Pareto. Jet the Boulder Chambers. Um, Jet, you know, he's a big movie guy. He loves movies. And one of his favorite movies is, in fact, the 1980s cult classic superhero flick where his favorite actor and best friend Kingsley plays the homeless man named Chuck who befriends a chicken. 
And through some hilarious circumstances, he discovers that that chicken is in fact the crime-fighting superhero named Supercock. And that movie also went on to win an Oscar for best documentary flick, so it, it was a pretty good movie. Documentary? What? All right, let's talk about what happened last time. You left Matthias' university and stopped by the Nocturnal Sanctum before leaving Faramore. You confirmed that Jet's arm is not a curse or disease and is likely the result of some deity. With this info, you decide to go back to the airship and head to Ochendoth Mountain in search of old Arcanum information. On the way, you took a long rest and leveled up. Xander changed into a few 5'11 celebrities, and Sebastian did indeed modify his memory. Jet discovered his condition worsening as it now has moved down his left arm as well as up onto his neck. You descended upon Corvine just before the sun came up and talked with a cucumber vendor to Winifred who was going to do some digging into Jet's condition. And you headed to the Rave Inn where you met Blackbird. He told you the Arcanum entrance to the mountain has long been lost by the people of Corvine and they're searching more than ever since they cannot use their own entrance known as the Hollows. No one has gone into the hollows ever since a man named Galaster took his child into the cave for disciplinary reasons, and they never came back out. Sebastian and Xander went to speak with the man's wife, Tila, while Blueberry and Jet went to the church to learn more from Blackburn. Tila told you about Fox and Galaster's relationship, and you promised her closure about her missing child. You met up with Blackbird after some inspirational words were given to Jet, and he took you towards the hollows. You found out along the way that the mountain was expanding at a rapid pace. Blackbird took you to the entrance, but Blueberry decided to move along the outside of the mountain between the hollows and the Arknum's old entrance. Using a commune with nature, Blueberry found the old Arknum entrance to the mountain was covered by 300 feet of rock, that the mountain had rock monsters atop it, as well as there is one humanoid somewhere in the mountain. Now. Blueberry has just finished up her ritual as a nearby bird chirps from a branch and Blackbird whistles back at it. And so the scene is set. The question is, what will you do next? There's, there's one humanoid still in the cave. Only one? How? I only sensed one. Can you tell, is this somebody big, small? I, I can't tell. Blackbird, have you heard of anyone, like, trying to go up the mountain or, like, into the hollows recently? No. Our last departure was a few months ago, and no one goes into the hollows. Is there, like, um, food or water or anything like in there, like, resources to keep someone alive? Not enough for that long. I, it's not like there's crops growing or there are some bats and insects. Let me tell you, you don't want to go eating bats. This theory that I have about like a world changing pandemic. Oh no. Could be starting from there. Bats. Really? <laughs> oh no. I'm going to step away from that one. I mean, like I've only heard of like one dude that ate a bat and it was on stage. Sebastian knows him. Oh yeah. Bit the head off. It was metal as fuck. Why would you do that on a stage? Theatrics. Anyway. It sounds like there might be like a ghoul down there or like a ghost or a Zambino. Like what's or like Zambino? Like uh, a zombie. Y'all got to pick up with the slang. We've been together for like a whole month now. Also, I know where the entrance is on this side, but there's like 
big, I don't know, was it like 300 feet of rock blocking it? Oh. At least if like we if we go into the open one, you you might be able to like remember or how it like it connects? Maybe? Blueberry? I will know the general direction, I think, of where the other entrance was. Okay. So I mean that's a that's something. Yeah. I guess we just dive in then. I can take you back to the entrance. Seems like the easiest way. Aye. Blackbird looks back up at the bird who was whistling to him earlier and just does a quick and the bird whistles back and he starts continuing back towards the hollows. It doesn't take too long to get to the entrance. Alright, I don't know how long you will be in here, but I will go back to Corvine. It is quite an easy journey as you saw. You can make your way back. I hope you do indeed figure out what you need to here. Good luck. And I will keep the singular humanoid to myself. I don't want to get Tila's hopes up. It's appreciated. It's a good idea. Be careful. I won't be able to send anyone in after you. Okay. I figured as much. Understood. How do we go about this? Very carefully. Try to be sneaky, I guess? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be hard with Jet echoing through the caves. And it's going to be dark in there for you two. Yeah. Should we should we light some torches? But then we won't be very sneaky. We could hold hands like a rope chain. We could use rope. I do have rope. We could use some rope. Either Xander and I could go in the front, or one of us in the front and one of us in the back, and then you two between us. Yeah, who who can see furthest in the dark? Uh, me. So let's let's have you go go right ahead. I'll come right behind you. Blueberry's pretty perceptive, so like she might be able to like hear some something behind us if we're like walking forward. So. Mm-hmm. You okay with that, Sebastian? Yeah, I'll start tying the rope around Xander's waist. Oh, <laughs> that tickles, bro. And then me, and then. I'll trail it to Jet, and then hand the end to Blueberry. I don't know if she wants to hold it or tie it or what. I'll just hold it. Uh, can you cut this rope and like in in a hurry? Or is that gonna like break the magic? Do you not want to be tied to the rope? I'm just saying, if we got into a kerfuffle and like all of us needed to separate real quick, let's just hold the rope. We don't need to be tied. <laughs> okay, I'll untie it from Jet and me, but then Xander will remain tied to the rope. Okay, well, that works. In case you, like, fall off a cliff in the dark, we can just try to grab you. And then you'll kind of be, like, secured, you know? Sure. All right. Smart. That's fine. Oh, that's, I guess that's smart. Yeah. But he, I mean, he can see. He's going to know if there's a cliff. Yeah, but you don't know if the the floor is going to, like, give out under Yeah, him. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's safer. Does anyone have magic light if an emergency happens and we need the other two to see? Yeah, I can do that. I have some ways. Oh, yeah. I snap and my finger is glowing. Oh, okay, perfect. So just be prepared for that if we need it. I'll have a torch out, but it's going to be unlit. (laughs) And then I can cast like prestidigitation. How, How big is this cave? About 20 foot wide right now. So I would not be able to bring pebbles in here, would I? Yeah, we don't know how small the tunnels are going to get. Yeah, Yeah. okay. that That's what I'm thinking is if it's 20 feet right now in the entrance, it's going to it's gonna close in probably. 
All right, let's go for it. Sneaky, quietly. Sneaky? Sneaking. Oh, I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace with the staff. Why don't we get stealth checks from everybody? Let's roll that stealth, baby. Damn, blueberry with a nat 20. So that's 32. 12 plus 6 plus 10, 28. Oof. Xander, you got a 16. Jet got a 15. The inside of the hollows, it's a cave system. You are all familiar with caves by now. You've been in quite a few of them along your adventures. This one, different in some ways, though. The cave itself is relatively circular, like the tunnel you are walking through. But the rocks that make up the walls are very sharp, like they haven't really been weathered all that much. And as you continue walking in, it is relatively dry in this cave. You're used to caves having a wet smell to them, lots of moss on the rocks, fungus in the shadows, critters hiding in the dark. This cave has none of that. It's dry. You don't see any critters or animals hiding around and moving. The only plants you see are these extremely small buds of some plant on some of the backsides of these rocks, which aren't getting as much light from the entrance. And as you're walking further into the cavern, maybe about 500 feet, and you're following this one main pathway because there aren't any branching pathways yet. You follow this one pathway forward, and ahead you can see that the cave system opens. And you hear a... squeaky noise. It's not like sharpening a sword or something? Give me perception. 16. It definitely doesn't sound like weapons. It's very rhythmic. The sound itself is rhythmic. It almost sounds like nearly the exact same sound every time, but it doesn't seem like it's happening at regular intervals. Is that a rocking chair? What What is that? No one rocks at that rhythm. I think math rock does. What? Who who rocks along to math rock, but like in a rocking chair? No, like, but like math rock is like canonically like weird tempos. Yeah, I know that, but why would you be listening to that and then be rocking along with it? I'm just saying, she said no one rocks like that. That's some calf strength. It'd be very difficult to rock a rocking chair back and then hold it in place exactly. and then go and then go and then wait and then go and then wait and then go. Maybe they're practicing their balance. Like, you don't have to use calf. You just use your back and you're just like, whoa, you know, just fucking. Anywho, I see, I hear him some squeaking at weird intervals. Maybe like a door or something, not a weapon. This is a cave. Why would there be a, why would it be moving? I don't know. Animals live in here. Squeak back. It did not sound like an animal. Did it sound like machinery? Maybe. Like a handle? Well, let's let's get closer. Maybe we can see. Xander, go forward. See if you can see. You got this. Quietly. I'll keep moving forward. All right, Xander, you're about like 20 feet from where this cave starts opening up. This is weird. It almost instantly opens up into what feels less like a cavern and more like the room at the end of a hallway. It is overall rectangular in shape, some divots here and there, but in general, it's a rectangle. And in this room, directly across from you, is a large archway. And you can see it continues the path you are currently on. However, this archway is completely covered by a large pinkish-blue light. It looks to be like 
razor thin and blocking the tunnel like a large sheet of translucent paper. The room itself is full of stone and wooden toys. Next to this doorway blocked by light is a large set of holes into the wall. One a perfect circle, one a perfect square, another a perfect triangle. But these holes are huge. Think like yoga ball size for the circular one. The other toys are smaller. A couple of wooden dolls with hair etched crudely into their heads sit laying on the floor. Wooden blocks that are currently in the shape of a half-fallen-over castle with a makeshift moat around it. A dragon carved out of stone sitting with its head broken off right next to it. There's a unicorn rocking chair, too, made of stone. Not moving. A wooden sword and shield that would be used for, like, play fighting or, like, learning to fight. And a train set made of wood that is currently being played with. <gasps> you can hear a squeaky train axle as it's moved back and forth. And holding onto it is stone. What? Like a snowman made of stone blocks. You can see the bottom, a stone cube. The middle, a stone sphere with a face carved into it. And on top, a triangular prism that looks like a disproportionately long hat. These stones have arms, too, made of stone, coming out of the head portion, and they're moving the train back and forth. Xander, what do you see? Um, there's, there's like a, a little stone child up here. A statue? No, no, it's moving. What? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a child made out of stone. That may or may not be made of puzzle pieces also? <laughs> what? This is just getting weirder and weirder. Just come look, but stay quiet. Sebastian and Jet, you are having a hard time seeing. Can they see the blue door? They can. That is emitting a little bit of light. Oh. All right. This thing is also larger than, than I was picturing. Yeah, this doesn't look like a child. But it's like playing with a train set and like... It's like 10 feet tall. There are big babies. <laughs> I bet Jet was a big baby. Oh, he was freaking massive. Hey, hey, that's besides the point right now. Imagine how big its parents are. Oh, oh. I thought you were talking about Jet's parents and I've never seen his dad before. You don't want to. His dad's got to be larger than him because that's how like parents work, right? Like Jet's the little one. He's Boulder and Dad's Mountain. Mountain can go fuck himself. We're on this now. Okay. So there's a big baby with a bunch of toys made out of wood and stone. Do we have to kill the baby? What? <laughs> we don't have to. Maybe we can befriend it. Yeah, but it has to like come apart to fit into the holes in the wall. <laughs> Do you think it can just come apart? Maybe we can maybe we can play a game with it. Oh what, Jet? Ooh, got your head. <laughs> <laughs> Throw something in the room, see if it'll react to it. I will uh send Frederick floating in in his bubble to just bounce towards the kid playfully. <laughs> okay. Give me a performance check with your stats. I'm pretty good at performing. Just kidding. That's natural one. Ooh, <laughs> That's a six. No. 
Look, this is our first time doing this, okay? Frederick's getting used to the ball bouncing up and down. It's moving towards the kid and looks like it's getting all excited. Frederick missteps and hits what looks to be a paper mache swan, and it crunches it. Uh Uh-oh. It looks over, and once you see it looks over, it has eyes made of this light blue light. And it sees you and Xander at the entrance to this cavern. And it gets up, waddles over, and picks up the training sword and shield. Oh. Uh, Holds them and looks at you. Tell her we're friendly. Hi. Uh, We come in peace. It's basically bouncing like a snowman would have to move, throwing itself into the air. Everyone roll initiative. Oh. Oh. No, I like the little guy. 13. 17. Oh, 12. 12. All right, Xander, you're up. Uh, but I don't want that. I don't want to, like, attack this thing, though. Don't do it. Could I use Mage Hand to grab one of the toys from the ground and have it out near him I'll pick up the headless dragon and like bring the hand over towards him and just be like hey let's like look we want to play ha 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 and then see what happens like I want I want to try and entice it to play rather than fight give me a persuasion check all right that's new haven't had to do one of those possibly in this entire thing 21 we're friendly, dude. We don't want to fight. We just, we're hello, hi, we're friends. Look at the dragon. This thing definitely clocks this headless dragon moving towards it. And it looks at you and it almost grins. The stone moves a bit and it almost has like a grin, like a happy, fun grin as it swipes and hits the headless dragon out of your mage hand and keeps running towards you, Xander. Ah, and it falls directly into you because it trips. Oh no. I need a dexterity saving throw from you, Xander. Oh, come on, man. 14. You do pass. You are gonna take one bludgeoning damage just because it kind of hits your knee. (laughs) Okay. You can see from the ground, this thing looks like it's trying to like swipe at you. Sebastian, you're up. Just fight it. It's not friend, not friend as I'm like hopping over like swipes. Okay, I'm gonna go 15 feet north and try to rip its head off. Oh my God. Whatever looks like the triangle. Give me an athletics check. Ooh, I'm gonna use lucky on that. It was a 12, even worse. So we'll do the 12. You get a hold on it for sure, but it doesn't budge at all. If anything, it almost looks like you're trying to help this thing up because you're pulling its top up. <laughs> I try to pull it off, and I'm just yanking and yanking. Uh, Jet, this looks like a job for the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus action, bardic inspiration for Jet, and then that's the end of my turn. Blueberry, you're up. Jet, you're on deck. I'm going to druidcraft a little flower in my hand and blow it away and it just dissolves into floating little 
fairy fireflies. I cast fairy fire on it, but I I want it to just be pretty and like look at the pretty lights, little baby. You know, I want to be like look pretty. <laughs> It almost looks like a bunch of lightning bugs are surrounding this thing. It's at least looking at them. You can't really tell from this stone face right now whether it's just intrigued or if it's scared of these things or what. Hey, little guy, we don't need to fight. Look at the pretty lights. Jet, you're up. Xander, you're on deck. Just don't rush into anything. Just prepare. Okay, so so what I'm going to do is I'm going to move forward. I just want to move as close as I can to it. 25 feet. I'm just going to be standing behind it and I'm just going to hold my neurotoxic net above it. So if I see that it tries to do anything ominous or attack Xander or try to go after somebody or attack me, I want to try to just drop it on top of it. All right, Xander, it's your turn. Well, I don't know. I'm just going to fucking toll the dead, I guess. (laughs) What? It's a wisdom. 16, please. That is an eight. Okay. Well, 14. Please stop. Its eyes glow blue. And after that, you see those glowing blue eyes on this odd spherical head. They stay still as the stones start falling. (gasps) All that remains floating in the air is a small blue sphere made of this wispy magical energy. And it darts away from you quickly, Ah. heading through the sheet of translucent light and further into the cave system. Whoa. What the heck was that? It looks like something we're going to have to deal with later. It's a ghost ball like in the hit 2003 movie Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy. Did you kill this baby? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think I made that ghost ball. I think that that was already inside this thing. And it was just like, ooh, these guys, he's tough. Like, because obviously I'm the strongest. So he's like, oh my God, I can't deal with this and ran off. Oh, it's like a vessel. Yeah. I'm going to grab the hat now because it's probably the smallest. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to, I'll, I'll grab the biggest one. Jet, you can do so without any trouble. Sebastian, give me an athletics check. Dang it. What if I help him? Roll athletics with advantage. Uh, 16. You two grab the hat together and you are doing what with said hat? Xander, I I guess we just shove it in the hole, right? Just shove it in, buddy. Okay. Struggle penguin walk over there and try to line it up with the triangle. It's very easy to do so with the two of you. As you drop it in, you can see a light yellow glow from beneath it. Which one is the biggest of them all? Probably the square. The square? All right, I'll grab that and then bring it to the square socket. You do the same thing and has like a little bit of a red glow underneath it. All right, I'll, I'll go over and grab that, that big old boulder. You can see all of them move down once you get that third one in. And that sheet of translucent light slowly disappears. What the heck? Xander, you want to lead the way again? Uh, yeah, everybody get the rope. Wonder what other child puzzles they're going to throw at us. I hope they remain child level. I don't want to use my brain today. I just hope we don't meet mom and dad, too. Oh, true. Hey, I mean, baby was kind of easy to kill, so, like, maybe mom and dad are, are kind of pushovers, too. I mean, did we even kill it? I mean, I, well, no, because Ghost Ball left. Can you kill a ghost? Yeah. How? Exorcism. That's a demon. 
See Jet just drawing crosses in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> is he playing tic-tac-toe? What is he doing? Jet, get off the ground. Exorcism. Moving further into this cave, two of you can start to see more life. There are small moss patches along many of the ground portions, some budding that start climbing up the cavern walls. It is a little more damp now that you are further into the cave system, and every once in a while you can see small organisms like worms feeding on the moss or small insects crawling along the rocks on either side of you. Continuing ahead, there doesn't seem to be much difference in these caverns other than the direction they go, here left, then bend right, but overall, it's very straight and quite open. Xander, you see ahead what looks to be the cavern opening on, and it looks much larger than the previous area you were in. You're not currently hearing anything. Okay, I'm seeing, like, the same kind of setup as before, so uh, I'm gonna guess there's gonna be more rock things. I hope not. Do you hear anything? Not this time. Xander, as you move up, the cavern opens up into another large rectangular room. Cave walls still, but it's just odd how shapely and rectangular it really is. Though this one is much larger. From what you can see, there is another translucent barrier on the other edge of this room. This one, however, does not cover just a doorway. It covers the entire room. Before that, it almost looks like you are outside. Not the walls themselves, definitely cave, but like someone brought a scene from the outside world into this cavern, yet everything is stone. There is what looks to be a stone farmhouse here in its entirety. Outside of it, you see a small barn, an outhouse, and across from it, you can see an archery range, a training ground, all made from the stone of this mountain. In the center, between the farmhouse and the archery range, are four statues. One, a human hood over their head, two daggers at their hip, and a bow on their back. There's a second, a large elven man adorned in armors with a broadsword. The third, a halfling woman with long robes and a gnarled wand in one hand. And finally, a thin dragonborn woman with a small lyre. And in between all four of these statues is that small ball of energy that escaped from the stone shape beforehand. It bobs up and down while floating in the air, and it kind of moves closer to each one of these statues. Oh god, it's gonna bring one of those to life, and we're gonna have to fight it! Dang, this place is huge. Wow. What do we do? How close are we to it, to the ball? Quite far. This is a large room, like 70 feet away. Can we sneak, like, 10 feet closer? Why don't you all roll stealth again? Pass Without Trace is still active. No, it's not. I cast Fairy Fire, which is concentration. God damn it! (gasps) No! I got a 10. I got a 9. Yeah, I I got a 7. This is going great. I'm going to make up for it all. 13. (laughs) It's the best out of all of us. Yeah. As you move forward, it just chooses. And it goes into this human that has a longbow on its back. And you can see that it, too, glows blue eyes, and it immediately starts donning its longbow and grabbing arrows. Oh, no, it chose the archer while we're far away! That's brilliant. While it while it's, like, getting in there, I want to try to just get a little bit closer and try to... Uh, I want to use my divine sense and see if I can if I can sense anything different about it. Everyone else roll initiative. Okay. Uh. 
Oh, you gotta be kidding me, bro. <laughs> Nat one for five. 16. 13 was blueberry. You got a 13 for stealth and for your initiative. Yeah, crazy, huh? Look at you go. I got a 21. This is undead. <gasps> it ghosts. Oh, ghost ball. It is ghost. Jet, you're up. Okay, so I'm going to run 30 feet to the uh, northwest. I'm actually going to throw my neurotoxic net, not on the archer, but the sorcerer. We'll cast Searing Smite while I wait. And that will be my turn. Xander, you are up. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go 30 feet to my left towards the archery range and shoot a couple of Eldritch Blasts at the archer. First one is 18 to hit. That hits. 14 damage. 19 to hit with only six damage. You're able to blast this thing and you can see blast one of the daggers completely off. Another one, you're able to get a big chunk out of the abdomen. That's the end of that. This thing, it pulls out these arrows, and you can see there is no string on this bow, but it pulls it back like there is and shoots an arrow at you. Does a 12 hit, Xander? It does not. That's okay, because it's going to make another one. Does a 9 hit? It does not. (laughs) Both of these are going quite wide, and it is going to see that it missed both of them, and it's going to start running towards the farmhouse. The farmhouse? You can see that it runs to the farmhouse and then climbs up the walls and gets onto the roof. It's grabbing another arrow, and then you see the ball of light dash to the dragonborn, and now its eyes are glowing. All right. I knew it. Blueberry, you're up. The one on the roof is is now inanimate? It looks like a stone statue now. Bonus action. I am going to wild shape into a Dinonychus. Oh, what now? Excuse me? A raptor-like dinosaur. And with my 40 feet of movement, I'm going to dash up to the newly animated statue. Sebastian, you're up. I am going to, from the cave entrance, look and see the archer climb that house and like get on top. I am going to whip the guitar around and cast Dimension Door. Oh! And pop up right behind the archer on top of the roof. Oh, I love it. And push him if I can, but I don't know if I can do that yet. Yo. So Dimension Door is an action? Yeah. It's just an object interaction, yeah. I don't know if that would be an object interaction because it's technically an object now. Oh. (laughs) Do you have inspiration? Uh, yeah, from last time. Get rid of your inspiration, and I'll let you try to push it. Perfect. (laughs) Side dimension door up behind him. I'd say, talk about a rolling stone, and try to kick him off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, give me an athletics check. You missed a perfect chance to this is Sparta, that dude. Oh, dirty 20. Hell yeah. I would have done a little strum as I did the Rolling Stones line, and then almost just like a one hand, just boop, just tip him over. It hits the ground and shatters. Let's go! Oh, excellent. I scream at everyone. 
One down! I really hope these aren't real people that are possible to bring back to life. Why did you put that thought in my head after I pushed him off the roof? <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, at the end of your turn, this thing pops out of the Dragonborn and starts coming towards the statue that you just pushed off and it completely goes backwards on it. It looks like it was traveling to it. Oh. And then it travels instead into the elven fighter that brandishes its broadsword. This is again just next to you, Blueberry, and in between you and Jet. Jet, you're up. Xander, you're on deck. All right, so I'm, I'm going to run northwest again, uh, running past the, the one with the blue eyes, going towards the sorcerer, and we're just going to try to chip away at its head. Does 25 hit? Yes, sir. Nine damage, and then we have our damage from my Searing Smite. And that's an extra four damage from that. One swing. The flame bursts. You are able to smash through the statue. All right. Hell yeah. Um, I'll pick up my net, and then I'll run over to the one with blue eyes now, and uh, I'll take another attack at it, go right for the head again. 11 to hit. Does not hit. Damn. So, Shieldmaster Shove, am I able to do that even though I didn't hit? Yes, you just have to make an attack. Okay, all right. So, I'll try to knock it down. I think it's contested strength for a shove attack. 16. All right, that works. So, he's knocked down. Xander, that's you. I guess I'm going to aim for the Dragonborn. I'll, I'll move a little bit closer. Another 30. I'm just going to take a couple shots at the Dragonborn Bard. Eldritch Blast Arenos. Let's hit him with a... That's a dirty 20 for 7 damage. Arm gets taken off. That's 18 to hit with 11 damage. Nice. Looking extremely rough. You blast a hole through the abdomen. It looks like someone drilled a hole through a statue. Uh, also, to paint the picture of what this looks like as, as Xander running, it's kind of like... A dude that doesn't run normally, he's like, huh, 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 wheezes for a second and then bang, bang with a double finger gun. <laughs> that is the blue wisp's turn. And you can see it shoots out of the statue that's laying prone on the ground and into the dragonborn once again, looks around, only has one arm right now. So it's just the one holding the lyre. So it just throws the lyre on the ground. It is casting Shatter. It's going to cast it in between Jet and the statue that's laying on the ground. So it will hit Statue, Jet, and Blueberry. So everyone give me a Constitution saving throw. You get the plus in my aura, Blueberry. Yeah. 23 for Jet. Passes. Plus two. That would be 11. 11's not going to cut it. You are each taking 24 damage. Jet, you're going to half that to 12. The other statue that was in front of you shatters. Oh, my dinosaur looks a little worse for wear. Oh, no. But that's okay, because it is the dinosaur's turn. Ah, dinosaur mad! Three of these statues are gone. We got Sebastian on a rooftop, and all we have is this dragonborn bard left. I'm going to claw it up. Scratchy, scratchy, scratchy. That's 16 to hit. Cutting words. Roll a d8. Cutting words. <laughs> I rolled an eight. You should roll it. It's more fun if you roll it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second one. 
is a natural one, but I'm gonna use my inspiration to reroll. Fuck, that's a two! Ugh! But I have a bite, so I'm gonna take a chomp. Come on, dirty 20. That hits. Six piercing, take that. I forgot I can talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> Blueberry, it's yours. Yes, go. Ah, you bitch. Just chomp onto her throat and rip it off. Blueberry, you grab that neck. You fling the head off. But sitting in front of you is that blue orb. It breaks into eight pieces. All these smaller orbs. And they all go through the translucent barrier. Ah, split up. You see the barrier falls again. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG, where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Did you say you wanted us to split up? No, the the ghost split up. Oh. Can someone help me down? Oh, yeah, come on here. I'm coming I'm coming over. I don't know why I went up this high. Is is there like a ladder around here or just jump? Wanna... It's like eight feet. I got onto my stomach and I'm kinda like sliding myself down, so jet it's like trying to get my feet and just just put <laughs> I'm like worming my way down. Foot on my shoulder, foot on my shoulder. And then they both fall. <laughs> <laughs> you see that where this large translucent wall went down, afterwards, there are these archways. Eight different archways, all leading to different caves. And all seemingly different directions, but there's nothing really distinct about which directions they go. Some have sharper rocks, some have like larger inclines going upwards, but mostly they seem like doorways. And Blueberry, you saw that this light ahead of you broke into eight different pieces. And as it went through the translucent wall, you can see it spread out. So you can infer that, like, yeah, probably one of each of these little balls went down each of these tunnels. Maybe we should split up. No! I mean, that's so many ways. Yeah, how are we going to go through them all? Maybe we don't have to. They might all lead to the same spot. Yeah, all right, here's, here's my theory. At the end of each of these... There's going to be a little ghosty boy that's in some sort of different thing. Like, one of them's going to be like a cat. One of them's going to be a dinosaur. Like, we just got to... It's going to be luck of the draw. That's my guess. I say we go with number four because there's four of us. I can't argue with that logic. Xander, where, where's your little buddy? Where's the Mora? Right here. And I hold out my hand and he is there. Why don't, why don't you just send him down one of the halls real quick? See if he knows anything. Why, why are you always trying to turn him into, like, a sack of meat? Like, you just want him to go do our errands for us. Look at how quick you got him here. You want to risk his life. He's got, like, you punch him and he's dead. Like, that's not fair. I'm okay with it. I'm sure you are. 
dog lover. Is that a problem? I'm just saying, like, we could say the same thing about Pebbles. Why don't you just pop her and send her down one? Oh, here we go again. I'm just saying, it's the same thing. Here we go it's the same again. Thing, You're going to start they're... this argument again between Nomura and Pebbles. I see how it is. Hey, dog, they're the same. They're just a pet, right? they a faithful companion. Just a pet. Hey, I, I followed up with faithful companion. Just a pet. Nomura is my homie just as much as your dog is your dog. See, if we were talking about the real Pebbles, this would be a completely different situation. But I can understand somewhat with where you're coming from, but not really. But also, fuck you. I'm just saying, they're the same. You got a homie back home that's a small little rat dog, and you got a homie back here that's a big old horse dog. They both homies, just like Nomura here. Would you send Pebbles down a hallway that you don't know? Can't he, like, go invisible? Yeah, so can Sebastian. Oh yeah, Sebastian, hey, why don't you check out this hall? He's just aesthetically different, but that doesn't mean he's not, like, real. Thanks, Blooper. I knew I was real. Uh, <laughs> and I go, boop, and I cast invisibility <laughs> And then I, I go up to Blueberry, even though I'm invisible. Thanks for talking about my aesthetic, though. I try to be unique and different when I can. Um, and I'm going to head down the fourth hallway. I'm definitely following. Thank you. Sebastian, you continue walking through. And the instant you pass through this archway, you hear a ton of rocks shoot up from the ground in between you and Blueberry. Oh, oh no. fuck. Completely closing off the archway. And it is dark in here, Sebastian. You don't even get any residual light. Guys, I can't see. Did we just get blocked off? Can you light the torch? Oh yeah, but then I guess the invisibility is kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I also, I didn't think that you'd do it. I was more, like, pointing out an example. I'm sorry. I'll cast Prestidigitation on my torch. I, I can see a little now. It, it's just a tunnel. It goes down a little bit. Should I just try to meet you guys? It, it, there's no other paths that you see? No, just this one. All right, well, I mean, we're not breaking through this thing, so go forward. We'll, we'll try to meet up with you. Okay. Good luck. You too, buddy. I feel like we're supposed to go down a, a couple different things here, because it's probably going to try and close us off from if we try and, like, stagger ourselves in any way. Why don't you have Nomura sit on your back, and when you go through, then you got me and you through one way, and I can at least help out with anything? Hmm. That would also work for you, Jet. I, know, I just know he doesn't like you. No, no, let, let Blue take him. That's fine. We can try and hop through together like just take the same step so that the wall doesn't cut us off okay here how about this how about this me and jet go through one blue with namora go through the other and then i can help out blue if there's any kerfuffle over there i can also help out jet are you gonna be able to go through the same one as jet we gotta like time it perfectly like we are we take the same step what if he just throws you over his shoulder and carries you until it closes behind the wall you hear or he could just honeymoon carry you. Or that. As Sebastian says that, I'll just go and scoop him up in my arms. <laughs> Come on, Namora. You ready? Just a dinosaur and a little demon thing. Which which one are you going in? I'll point at the one that was to the left of the one Sebastian went down. Number three. Xander, you want to go in five? I guess so. Blueberry. You go in with Nomura, same thing happens. Wall of stone behind you. Jet, you walk through. 
and the wall goes up behind you, and you hear this loud. And from the rest of this tunnel, you feel a shooting amount of air that just pushes you back into the wall you guys just came from. I need wisdom saving throws from both of you. Holy what shit. The fuck? What? That was quick. 15 for Jet. That's really not good. Oh, no. That's a nat one. You both fail. What? You're both taking 10 psychic damage. Uh. And the wall goes back down and pushes you back into that room with the house and the barn. God. Ugh. Damn, dude. That was loud as shit. Let's not go through that one again. Yeah. I, I don't know if we can both go, man. She was fine on her own there. Uh, okay. All right. Well, do you have a, a torch or anything? Oh, wait. No, hold on. Hold on. And I'll tap the top of his warhammer and cast light on it so he can see. Thanks, man. You got it. It's awesome. Good luck, I guess. All right. Yeah, buddy. I'll see you soon. I'll try for five again. This time, wall goes up. No yelling. No screaming. It's better this time, Xander. Uh, I'll go through seven. Let's start with Blueberry. Blueberry, you start heading through a long, winding tunnel. It gets kind of low. There's even some water here and there. Ahead of you, you can see an area where the entire ground is filled with these small, sharp stalagmites. They're like the size of nails, all on the ground. Small, but extremely sharp. And they cover the entirety of the ground here for what looks like 40 feet. All right, Namora, Frederick, let's go. And I turn back into an elf and then into an ice spider queen. Crawl up on the wall. Oh, shit. Very easy for you to just skitter all the way along. Namora, Frederick, keep your distance. I am very cold within five feet. Namora will fly Six feet away from... (laughs) (laughs) Chet, let's actually go with you next. You continue down the cave as it quickly becomes dark. You have that light so you can see a decent amount in front of you. You wind upward for a moment with every so often a large stalactite that comes down from the cavern roof. And continuing on the cave, there's a wall in front of you. It's just completely made of stone, like the area all around you. It almost looks like a dead end. It looks like a wall was just placed here from nothing. Can I hit it with my hammer a little bit, see how how strong it is? You can actually hear it almost sounds hollow on the other side. I'll try to actually hit through it. Give me an attack roll. 21 to hit. That hits. And 9 damage. You're able to bake a big crack out of this thing. Give me a dexterity saving throw. What? You can see this coming as well, so you would have advantage. 12? 12 is not enough. You smash into this wall. You get a really good hit, but there's shards of this stone that come scattering off of it, and a bunch of them hit different parts of your body, and you're taking six slashing damage. Shit. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's go at it again. Screw it. I'm going to put my shield behind me, and I'll use two hands this time. 12 to hit. 12 hits. 8 damage. You're not quite able to get right through it. At this point, you can see that there is a hole, and you can see the cavern on the other side. Give me a dexterity saving throw. 17. 
This time you're expecting it. You're able to hit the wall in a specific way and dodge out of those shards. It looks like one more, even just decent hit will do it. Yeah, we're, we're doing it again. A little more confident now that I actually dodged it. 15 to hit. And 5 damage. You're able to break through it completely, Jet. This time, instead of the shards coming back at you, they blow into the cavern. Pick back up your torch, grab your shield, and continue along. Xander, you went down 7. This cavern, again, is very straight. As you're walking, you begin to notice the floor in the cavern beneath you. There's, like, large holes every once in a while. They go down very far. Some of these are, like, 80 foot deep. Damn. As you continue walking, you dodge these holes in the floor very easily until you show up at two large rectangular holes in the ground. And there's a single small walkway between them, much like a balance beam. Dang it. Who has ascending stone currently? I do. I'm a spider. You're a spider. But you can talk. But it's within my person. That's got to count as touching it, right? (laughs) It's a part of her. Whenever I wild shape, I have a kidney stone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It looks like light isn't a concentration spell, so it should be fine. I'm just going to cast spider climb and walk on the wall across the pit. Xander, like, stood at the at the edge of the pit for a minute and, like, just looked at what was in front of him and was like, I don't think so. And just, like, walked over to the wall and just, like, stepped onto it. And so it's literally just walking across the wall. Xander, what's your passive perception? 11. Does an 18 hit you, Xander? That is my armor class. You start walking along the right wall, and you can see pretty well. There are more plants and stuff as you get deeper into these caverns. One of them from the left wall shoots a thorn out at you, grabs you, and pulls you off the wall. Uh. You're taking three piercing damage, and I need a dexterity saving throw to try to not fall. 18. Xander, it pulls you off the right wall. You start falling, but you're able to grab onto that central balance beam and pull yourself up. I'm going to do a con roll for concentration. 13. Okay. Sebastian, this area is extremely dark going forward. As you continue, there are large pillars here and there that you need to move through. You're just a floating torch right now. The main tunnel continues forward going left and then right. But this small tunnel has these small jutouts into other smaller tunnels. Most not even large enough to go five foot into before they become too small to fit. But you're following the main pathway, and as you're moving forward, you have this flame on your torch, and you're hearing the flame, and you're also starting to hear from ahead of you. Well, that sounds gross. I I, I would just keep going. There's another one of these pillars and another little tunnel going off to the left. You're continuing going straight. As you move closer, the light illuminates what looks like a large brain floating with tentacles underneath it. Oh. And it has a large, monstrous beak, almost like a falcon. Oh, no. I don't like that. Go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, dirty 20. You're going first. I am going to look at it. 
uh, do a little shaggy jump scare and cast Ralithim's psychic glance on it. It is in uh, intelligence saving throw. Probably not the thing to cast on a brain. Uh, yeah, you literally. <laughs> I got a four. A four fails. <laughs> there we go. Holy shit. That was 42 damage. What? What? There's no way. Wait, can, how do you how do you look at the roll the roll things? <laughs> how do you see the roll history? Game log. Game is log. Is at the top next to long rest. Okay, yeah, six plus six. It says seventy six. It says you rolled all sixes. Did I roll all sixes? Yeah. Holy no fuck! Way. No way! That's what I thought. I saw six and six and six and six, and then I was like, "What?" There's no. I literally maxed damage seventy six. What? Holy shit! That's absolutely That's insane. That's insane. This thing had forty HP. Holy <laughs> fuck! Oh my god! So it just pops. It is a literal jump scare where I throw the torch in the air, I bring the guitar around, and the lit torch strums the strings as it just explodes the brain. By the way, that is a 1 in 279,936 chance. <laughs> Incredible. There goes all your luck for the rest of the year. It literally explodes. There's brain matter everywhere. It's almost cartoony. The tentacles fall immediately. The beak hangs in the air for a second, and it just falls to the ground. Holy... Okay. Duh, did I walk forward. Sebastian, you continue walking just a little bit further. You can see this tunnel is a little less dark. You still have that torch. And ahead of you is another one of these archways. And just past the archway, it looks like there's a wall only looks like there's a pathway going left and right. I'm going to keep going forward until I get to the divide in the archway. You step through the archway, just like what happened the first time. Stone completely closes it up. Well, all right. You enter in what looks like a very thin ravine. It's about three foot wide. It goes both left and right. You can see both of these directions curve a little bit. As the rest of you continue... You all see these archways at the end of your tunnels. They don't look connected or anything? It's just an archway? It just looks like an archway at the end of a tunnel, and then going forward, you see left and right. I would go forward and turn to the right. And I would go left. I would have gone whichever way that Jet and Xander initially went. So right. And that, that was my thought, is I'd go left to try to go uh, towards Sebastian and Blueberry. Those of you who are walking left... The tunnel is very thin and slowly curves right. Those of you walking right is very thin and slowly curves left. Jet, you would see flame ahead of you curling around this. Sebastian, you would see like a glow of white. Jet and Sebastian walk into each other. And then Blueberry and Xander, again, you are walking in the same direction. Well, first you see a big ass ice spider. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But with Namora and Frederick. The color scheme, it still matches blue, so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. <sighs> Don't get too close, I'm really cold. Okay, I'm chill, it's all good. You don't want to be that chill. Smashing buddy, you okay? Uh, I'm good, I made a brain explode. It was like a, imagine if a brain was like a jellyfish, and it had a bird mouth. Dude. Yeah. 
that's metal as hell. And I like go to give him a high five. I know. <laughs> high five. <laughs> oh, here, let me let me get some of that off your face. Oh, uh, yeah, it kind of got everywhere. Mm. Did you have a trial? Seems like it was like testing us. Uh, yeah, really, really hard one. I, I had to like, you know, those rock things that we saw earlier. I had to take like five more of those on, but Jesus, <laughs> we made it. We're okay. I'm a little bloody, but do you? Do, I can like heal you if you want. No, Are I'm, you okay? Um, I, I mean, I got a little scrape right here, and I hold up my arm. Got a little boo boo. Okay. I mean, do you want me to fix it or? Uh, I mean, you know, whatever you want to do, man. You know, it's not like I just took five of those stone guys on or anything. Well, okay, I mean, it's the least I could do if, if you had to go through all that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him a first-level cure wounds. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, that's nine HP for you. Xander, where's Jet? Did he go with you? We got, like, thrown out by a big wind, so we had to go into two different ones. Oh. Yeah. I got thorn-whipped <gasps> off of a wall while I was just, you know... Trying to scuttle along. I scuttled along the wall too. Look at us. We twinning. Hey guys. <laughs> I'll talk into it like a walkie-talkie, the sending stone. Hey guys. Y'all alright? Uh, yeah, I'm here with Jet. Okay, I'm with Blue. Well, that's a good sign. Uh, y'all, are, are you guys also in what appears to be a three-foot ravine? Yeah, it, it's a little odd. And, and did a stone door close behind you too? Yup. Okay, I'm guessing we're in the same hole, but just in different spots. And then I'll, I'll yell. Just, I yell into the darkness. Sebastian and Jet, you do eventually hear an echo. Was that him? Pretty sure? I think so. I'll send back at the sending stone. I think we got like, like the third echo. It was pretty faint, but we heard you. Can you tell which direction it came from? Uh, I don't know. This place is really big. Try again. It sounds like it's coming from your left and your right. Uh, uh. Xander, something's either mimicking you or there might be like two pathways and we're hearing it from both sides. We're hearing it from multiple directions. It could be a circle. Circle. All right, you guys go to your right with the curve. Okay. Facing the inside of the donut or the outside? Yeah, yeah, facing the inside of the donut, go right, and we'll go left. Yeah. And we'll meet up, hopefully somewhere in the middle there. You do indeed run into each other. And yeah, you can see that this does just look like one big circular ravine. Xander, if you looked up, 40, 50 foot up, it does look like you would could climb up the wall and then it opens. Okay. All right. So we're all together. Me and Blue can walk up there. Give me an investigation check. Oh, okay. 13. It looks like someone's walked here before. You actually see like small footprints in the ground. So based off of my investigative detective skills, this looks like a path that people have been walking on before. We, we ain't the first, but I can also see that there's something up there, and I point up. The, the wall stops, so there's like, this is like a plateau, it looks like. Me and Blue could just walk up there and then pull you guys up with the rope. I'm crawling up. Yeah, there you go. I will also walk up. I still have the rope attached to my, it's still wrapped <laughs> around me. <laughs> You're able to take that rope all the way up, 
Blueberry and Xander, you get up about the same time and getting to the top of this ravine, you can see you are in a large circular flat portion of this cavern, 150 feet crossed or so. The northern portion of this circle has a small house made of stone. There are small amounts of light being given off throughout this farmhouse from what looks to be like a fireplace and maybe some candles. You can see smoke rising out of a chimney. There's a small stone well just outside the building where you can see a familiar pinkish blue glow from the inside. Climb up. Yeah, I'll throw the rope down. We've got another stone situation with a portal. Okay. You guys should do the Emperor's New Groove Emperor's thing. New like, Groove? don't even use yeah. the rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> me and Anna got the same brain. Jed is so much bigger than me, though. Exactly. Hey, Pacha's a lot bigger than a llama. You're right. You are Kuzco sized. You, then you could be like, this would be a lot easier if you were a big fat guy. <laughs> 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 All right, Jed, back to back. Let's go. All right. And we're going to lock arms. Hey, start climbing. And up. Oh, I see a spooky man in there. Stay away from me. Sorry, I keep forgetting. You'll remember when you feel the cold. You move closer to this house a little bit, Xander, and you can see that, yes, there is a man here and walks outside the house made of stone. Blue eyes, wearing what looks like a captain's hat and comfortable clothing. And you can see they walk out of the house. This is a tiefling man grabs a watering can from the front door, takes it over to the well, fills it up with a bucket that's next to it, then moves over and pours water on these stone plants out front of the house. Is it real water or is it like blue and pink wispy? By water, I mean he does the motion, but no water comes out. Mm, Okay. Does he even take notice of us? How obvious are you being? I'm trying to be quiet, but... I'm chilling by Blueberry. Yeah, no, I was I was quiet. Xander, you can see from where you are, you guys are kind of on the eastern side of the house. All you see is walks back into the house. Are there any windows? A few. There's a window on this side of the house, and there's probably windows further around the house. Are they just holes in the wall, or is there glass, or is it a stone sheet? It's a window, but there is no glass. Is it a pane? Does it have the the cross in the middle? Yeah, it has the cross in the middle. That's stone. So each one of us just takes one of the one of the panes. I will go up to the window. Yeah, I'll creep up to the window. The window on this side, it looks like it is not the room that this man is currently in. It looks like there is a bed here and a door that's open. I'm crawling in and creeping onto the wall behind the bed. Uh, I guess I'll just go to the next window while they're looking through that one. You continue going counterclockwise around this building, and you can see that, yes, there is another window here. And you can see the man is currently folding a piece of clothing. Xander, come here. He's right here. I walk up. He's folding laundry. And it is made of stone. He is strong as fuck. He puts it on the bench. He walks over and grabs a stone log to put on the fire. Then he walks over, and you can see that he is cooking on this stovetop. How is he burning stone? It looks like rice and vegetables. Is it just acting like it's cooking? Like it's just acting all this stuff out? 
There is smoke. It looks like gray fire. Everything here is very monochrome. You can see man grabs a pot, walks it over to the window where Jet and Xander are. (gasps) Opens the cabinet, puts it in, closes the cabinet. And then you can see he walks to the front of the house again and picks up a watering can. Are we just spying on this guy? Are we going to get him, Sebastian? I don't know. I feel kind of creepy. He just seems like a mundane old dude. He's not old. I didn't mean old. Like, you know, he's like old school. Oh. He's like watering plants with a can and all that. Do we have to get him? Why do we have to get him? He just doing stuff. I think he has ghost ball. I say into the sending stone, Xander, uh, tell Jet that Blueberry thinks he's got the ghost ball in him. What do we do? Hey, Jet, homie got the ghost balls in him. Do you want to get him? I don't know. I mean, what is it? It's just kind of living out its life, it looks like. Yeah, but like, how do we continue? Like, we, he might be the well. I'm going to go to the well. Yeah, yeah, let's check it out. Xander and Jet, you look down the well, and you can see, this time, a horizontal one of these translucent walls. What? Yeah, we got to get him. We got to go in the well. <sighs> Damn it. All right. Xander, you want to you sneak to the front? Yeah. As for sneaking, I'm going to say into the sending stone, assume the position. We strike it. Right now. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, Blueberry, Xander says, assume the position. I guess we're we're getting him. I crawl up onto the ceiling. I maybe should have used a different term. I'll go to the front door and to Xander, I'll like grab my, my shield and, and hammer and hold it at the ready and just count down from three. Jet, as you're looking in, there's no door here. It's just an opening. Oh. And you can see that he is flipping the rice and veggies. And there's another pan on the stove. And he grabs it. And then he moves over to the armoire. Opens it. Puts it into the cabinet. And starts walking to the front door. Bro, he's like on Groundhog Day status right now. He's he's repeating. What do we do? Wait, he can see you. Wait, oh, He's looking oh, right oh, at oh, you. Oh, God, oh, he's oh, right okay. there. Okay. <laughs> and you can see he bends down to pick up a watering can. And goes over to the bucket. I'm going to say into the sending stone. Abort! Abort! He's just groundhogging! Uh, Blueberry, he has to take a poop! Don't hit him! That's prairie dogging! Sorry, wrong one! What? <laughs> <laughs> He's stuck in a groundhog day loop. Like, he just looked straight at the two of us and, like, didn't move. So, this is a puzzle. Like, we gotta find how to break his cycle or something. Oh, Blueberry, he's all groundhog day and, um, we gotta break the routine. I'm going to walk into the house and be like, I don't know why I keep talking to the stone. I can just speak to you. Um, I think we got to break the cycle. It's like a puzzle. We got to figure out what's going on. Jet, you see him walk over. He pours the bucket into the watering can, waters the plants, puts the watering can back down at the front door, walks in, and he kneels down, and he looks like he's scrubbing the floor here. You can see that there's like a stain of some sort that he's trying to get up. Then he stands up. And he goes and folds clothing. And then he walks over and puts a log on the fire. And then he walks over and starts cooking the rice and veggies. I'm going to crawl over to the laundry 
I'm going to start folding all the clothing that is left as a spider. Blueberry, you are folding cloths. You finish folding the clothes as this guy comes back out and grabs the watering can. You finish folding the clothes, but then you see, oh, there is a cloth here on the table, and you pull the cloth off. And it looks like the cloth was covering some stuff up. And as you pull it off, you see a model airship. (gasps) What? Someone was building it here. There's even a couple pieces that aren't properly put in. I'm gonna move away from that and just take all the logs and throw them in the fire. All of them. I was going to try to go cook, but I think Xander's on his way to do that. Yeah, you didn't see any of his routine, did you? No, I I didn't see. I was just chilling outside the window. I'm going to come out into the main living area and just look at Xander and just ask, what what was he doing? What what do I need to break? Uh, Try cleaning that stain under the table to your left. Oh, okay. I can do that. Sebastian, you see just at that moment he's walking in though he doesn't make eye contact with you. Blueberry, it's weird. You were just throwing logs on a fire. You just finished up the clothing. He doesn't start walking towards that. He stops and looks at the airship. (gasps) And you can see he looks to where the clothes were, at the fire, the stove, and you can see he pulls back the chair and sits down. (gasps) He grabs one of the pieces and connects it. Just then, the blue light fades from his eyes as the orb flies out and down the well. Oh! And now there's a statue of a man sitting here putting an airship together. Oh my gosh. Dang, good job, Blue. Yeah, you figured it out. We just had to do his chores. I guess. We did it without killing someone. Yeah! I mean, I'm just going to pretend that none of these statues are real people because that would be really messed up. So I'm pretty sure we've just been breaking statues. Okay, I'm going outside towards the well. (laughs) You go outside towards the well. Jet, you see it fly out the window and it flies down the well. And as it flies down, you can see that translucent barrier goes away. Hey, hey, Xander, Xander, barrier's gone. Oh, all right, we going down the well. Down the well? Lassie, don't come calling. Yeah, man, barrier's just here. How deep is it? Uh, I don't know. I'll throw the bucket down. You throw the bucket down, and there's no water. You hear it slide along the side and bounces around for a moment, and then you almost hear like it sounds like it's rolling. And it just keeps going, and the sound slowly goes away. Sounds kind of soft in there. That sounds like a slide. A slide. I'm just going to jump down. See ya! You start falling downward, but... In a slide fashion, it's very quick and flattens out very soon after. I feel like Jet's a laugher on a roller coaster, right? <laughs> the giggle echoes up through the well. I'm hopping in the well next. Xander, you hop down, same thing. You're able to just slide all the way down. I guess I'll go next. I'm going last because I have to squeeze. Sebastian next. Mora and Frederick follow. Frederick in his little balloon, almost like a hamster wheel, going down this quick slide. Jet, you spill out just as you enter a large open area. And you can see in the center of this circular room, again, this is much like the few rooms you've been in before. And in the center of this circular room is a large ballista. There is a stone person 
behind the ballista, blue eyes currently loading it. Oh, God. The front of the ballista has these large shield walls in front of it. And you can see that there's a crank and they start rotating the ballista. And it starts turning towards all of you. And for today, that's a wrap. <gasps> oh, God, you Oh, uh, we just in the firing mm. range here. Duh. Yeah. Like shooting fish in a barrel. But here's the thing. If I come out like a slide and I knock Jet down, then it has disadvantage on us because we'll be prone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're right. Thank you all so much for listening. Very excited to hear little conspiracy theories and hear what people think of what is going on with these stone people. But we're going to talk about it next week on Behind the Scenes. We have Sweat with Jet. We're going to have a little bit of a very fun little video of Jet teaching you all how to do some 90s style exercises. What? I think you want us to do. Mm-hmm. It's very close. So go over it. You want to see that and you want all the other amazing bonus content we have. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Is this Dragonborn sexy? Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. She looks a little sexy. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to blow her up for you so you can see her a little bit? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah, I do. She's got head-crushing thighs. That's a thigh. Yeah, for real. <laughs> You're trying to say she's thick. She's thick with emphasis on the T-H-I, <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah. Thike. <laughs> <laughs> Raven's blessing with them. I sure hope we can get our people back in the hollows. I remember when Saint E. Love tried to change the name to the Raven's Innards. Disgusting. Eric Five shut that down immediately, but he wanted it to be named the Eric Five House. We all knew what he was going for there. But the hollows is as good a name as ever. I just can't wait to show the new people of Corvine inside the mountain. Ebab Flo is already a teenager, and he has never been able to see the inside. Wartorn Knight was the last child to be brought in before Fox, though that was just his 10th birthday present. He turned 20 now, and is always making trouble with Jeski Fire at the rave. Ash and Sean de Jesus want to make their own tavern inside the mountain. I mean, I had to be against it. It would soil the majesty of the mountain. Though I do love the idea of a good ale inside. You know, New York, she misses the hollows more than anyone. She says she hid some money there, and that's why she wants to go back. But I think she just wants to see it again. Ah, remember when Dubward brought an entire charcuterie board to have a nice picnic inside the hollows? He dropped it just on the front step. The front entrance smelled like Lord Asselberg's feet for days. <laughs> Eastwick used to hold meditation classes inside the main hall. Wonder if he still got it in him after 10 years. He stopped meditating altogether and now just tries to get everyone to become part of a mountain level marketing project? I don't understand it, but Jeff the Milkman is his right hand man when it comes to that. He said, don't think of it as a pyramid, think of it as a mountain, which I agree with. But I don't want any of their scented candles they be selling. I got my wife Lady Lorax's new scent. All you need in life. Delicious aroma.
I'm afraid that too many people are going to get sucked into their project, though. Lexi already spent all her money buying candles and is now begging on the street trying to sell them. I don't think she understands we are a small village. Forerunner was the only one to purchase something from her, but I think that was just to make her feel better. But I think Frankie is about to be convinced. Ah well, that won't be allowed in the hollows if I have anything to say about it.